Hello, everybody, and welcome to the FilmReview.com podcast. I am your host, uh, FilmReview.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, kind of, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. See, he's he's here. You heard you heard his voice. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. The dog adding to the intro music. Uh, this week we're doing the Scorch Trials, and uh, for I guess you know further information of what's going on, uh, we've we've got some news to cover a little bit. But I did want to throw out that we don't have a critic takedown this week. Nothing. Um, because people keep asking if it's going to be. You know, I almost don't want to answer. People uh, write in. And and ask if there's going to be one and most of the time i don't know anyway because right. it depends on yeah if someone sends us one but you know it, that's like an email you don't want to say no there's right. not because then then what <laughs> then they, then then they, they go well then forget right. it <laughs> that like, i'm out if that's all they like so uh yeah just assume there always is uh we can make one up when we don't but, uh yeah um you know what we're really looking for um on the critic takedown side, what I'm really looking for now, I, I mean, whatever people throw out is cool, but yeah. what I really want is uh, something we really didn't like that some other critic really Love. liked. It's really all been uh, what we the, love, what we and, love and other yeah. people hate. So what I'm really looking for is uh, I'll put the listeners to work. That's my it's, job, it's, really. Well, that one's easy. Find some yeah. that we hate. And uh, I, I don't know. Somebody or, else thinks it's really good. Yeah, and, and anybody that's listened for a while knows there. We say it every once in a while. You know, it's almost. And I'll give you this one, but this is too easy. But like the last big one that people loved that we weren't wild about was Selma. Like it's usually yeah. it's usually around like these big, Oscar-y kind of things. Yeah. It's not usually like a summer film. Right, because we like them more we than most people. And most people don't. So, right. but if it's you know it's something like that, and, and, and like not yeah. o- not only that, but if it's a summer film and we don't like it, then, right, then who else then, is right, going to like right. it, right? Yeah. I mean, then it's then it's probably really tanking critically. Maybe because somebody, we're the people, right? For those that uh, we stand for it. its best chance, right? right. I mean, uh, I not that you know. I mean, all, all those other films, like you know, you throw out Selma, but. There's a lot of there. There's been That's a the lot last big one that I can remember. There's been a lot of other ones that oh, yeah. are, you know, people talk about a lot, like Zero Dark Thirty and stuff oh, that yeah. are almost made just for trying to win awards, trying to get well, critics and stuff like that. And you yeah. know, we like those movies too, right? That's but the trick. That one's that one's just if, actually not good. But. If if someone were, you know, just as an example, if somebody actually did say, yeah, Zero Dark Thirty, this proved it. Like, I I, I don't even know that that's a critic takedown, because I don't know that I could find, I guess it depends on what the critic says. Well, Because you know, I'm sure. like, it's just, it's just fundamentally, ideologically, we're starting at different spots. So right. we're obviously going to have a problem. Right. But if, if, you know, if somebody came out and was like, look, Elf is a piece of crap, and, and I, you know, the, I would the, jump right out of the my The thing seat. is, too, that uh, like with something like Selma, right? It's not like it's not like we hated Selma. It almost doesn't no, work that trick. well either. Right. Because if you find a critic that loves Selma, if they say it's like the I'd best probably be okay with friend. most of the stuff they right. say because it's not that we hated that movie. Right. It you know it just wasn't didn't live up to the hype really, right. and it it wasn't as good as people were saying. Right. So even that doesn't make for the greatest critic takedown, right? Because 
you know, whatever. Anyway, the other thing that I wanted to throw out before we uh, hit some news real quick and then get to the fantastic Scorch Trials. There you go. Uh, uh, which is a weird movie. But uh, anyway, uh, I do have to mention because now I've gotten enough emails that I'll actually say something about it because oh, <laughs> that's how do? it works. Now, every once in a while, we'll get an email. And uh, like I'd say, uh, you know, over the last maybe four or five months, we got an email about something. So um, <laughs> I just have to throw out now that, you're we, cussing, right? that we've gotten is. enough emails. Yeah, people are sick of hearing my voice. Could I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, you know, the, the, the thing is that we have a production-y stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we don't have like, you know, people are listening to like serial Right. Or something, and then, yeah. and then listening to us and going, um, dude. That's, so that's we don't part. have any background music playing, and we don't have, you we know, would. whatever. Yeah. We could, I guess, except I guess the thing is, we're locked. So yeah. it's just odd to do yeah. stuff like, uh, you know, we don't have like sound effects or we could do it. Whatever, could bring it. Whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, we could just get we could uh, pay somebody some money and just have like some uh, right. Star Wars music <laughs> yeah, played like in the background. Brown the whole time. That'd be uh, anyway. Any complaints about the production? Uh, I, actually, I think the show sounds really good now. I, I would when love, I listen to it, but right. that's just me, and I like. So that's to, what I, we're lo- I like to hear my. People want to hear sound effects? No, no. Just it, you know, it doesn't sound very produced because oh, it's not. The response that I give people is, well, it's not because right. it's live. So right. uh, you know, calling, go to the chat room, all that uh-huh. stuff is a possibility. And that's, I guess, that's the price you pay for it. Not that anyone ever right. does it anyway, so it doesn't make we, it's any weird. Sometimes we get some chat. With yeah, people, we get a but, we, we get people get a call chat, every two or three. But those have just vanished. Yeah, but the the joy, yeah. I I like it being live anyway. We could I just, do too. We it, could just sit here and not be live and do the same right. thing, and then we could throw a bunch of then it would uh, feel uh, sound over, effects that, on it. I think it, it would feel overproduced. Yeah, if, if it was produced at all. Yeah, <laughs> if we did anything at all. Yeah would be overdue we don't all right anyway there is some news to get to and and if anyone you know what you should do you should have a link to maybe not the first show we did but one of the first 20 and be like go listen to this we were were on telephone and see see how you like that you know things are much different it it was a way better show than really we're still in the same same seat right exactly hasn't changed in the studio but you know the sound quality is hopefully improved yeah 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 anyway um the sound quality is a lot better it's just that we don't have any gimmicky stuff to it so i'll come up with some gimmicky things. we'll just put something on in the I background hold my, i could hold my we'll just put some it. music right. on. we're not gonna pay that. any licensing for it all right exactly so um news you know the the fun news for me uh, mostly because I get to dig at you with it. What do I do? <laughs> is that uh, every week? This is me. Is that uh, Pacific Rib Two? Oh, basically permanently on the shelf now. Yeah, it's such a funny story. How are you going to dig I, at me for this? Because you like Pacific Rim. And I, I didn't hate it, and I and I don't. And yeah. you thought it was cool. Critic take down. Uh, anyway, exactly. <laughs> Critic take down this week. <laughs> right now. Right now. Yeah. Uh, but it's so funny to say. So anyway, I didn't love the movie. It was okay. It was fine. Uh, I I don't know. I I thought it was 
it was trying too hard it's or something. A I, I, movie. I don't it's know just what a it contemporary was. monster. Anyway, like we grew up with. But the thing that's awesome about I hate it, your childhood is what the problem is. The thing that's awesome about it is why it's on the shelf. For me, well, anyway, the thing that's awesome about it is because yeah. uh, you know I can't even remember the guy's name. The guy who is uh, runs Legendary Pictures. Um, Starts with a T. I don't yeah, remember his name. I anyway, would have known it until you said that. Uh, I could I could look it up real quick, but it's not worth. We're it. not. We but, don't have that production. But uh, so it coming right off of the news that we kind of uh, danced around with King Kong, right? And so that went to Warner Brothers, right? Yeah. And and then it turns out that uh, now that kind of uh, puts Pacific Rim even more in harm's way of ever being seen because uh, nobody likes the guy. That's, that's really like the whole reason nobody cares about the money or this or that. But now some, now you've got people who can uh, not put the movie out if they want to. Yeah. And they don't like him. Right. So, right. So that's what they're going to do. It's, It's hilarious. And it doesn't often happen. It's not like everybody likes everybody. They just, they see their way no, through business. It, it like, you know, it's just, it like never yeah. happens. You have I to mean, have a it's super like, grudge with somebody to just not put No, you, out, you, you know? really do because if you really kind of, if you were really interested in Hollywood gossip, which thank God no one is, right? Uh, because you don't really hear people babbling about that too much, right? Uh, you would be surprised at the things people do and don't care because right. they're like, well, I mean, it's $200 million that I'm going to make. So, right. okay, you're we'll, a jerk, right. but whatever. Yeah. I'm, you really have to get people to hate you. Yeah. And apparently it mostly has to do with the way that he talks about his involvement in other movies huh. that he's made when he didn't really do anything except <laughs> coordinate the financing. Right. And, you know, he, he obviously produces films, yeah. but nobody knows what that means. Right. And it means, and it means everything and nothing. It could mean, you know, you're, you've got executive producers, producers, line producers, assistant producers. I mean, there's, everyone's got like a title and nobody knows what they mean, except other people on that film yeah. pretty much. Right. right. I mean, right. It's, it, it means everything and nothing. And apparently there was uh, some of the other movies that he was involved with. He just did a lot of talking, a yeah. lot of like going to things like Comic-Con and sitting on panels and talking right. as though, you know, like this was his baby and he made it and he did this and that. And it was all, you know, like the never would have been anywhere without him. And, right. I, you know, I don't even know what all of the things that people are pissed off about. Right. But apparently he did a lot of talking the wrong way about a bunch of other movies and pissed off a bunch of people who actually had something to do with making <laughs> those movies Yeah, who did not do things like go to Comic-Con. I mean, you don't necessarily go to like film festivals and yeah. premieres and all this stuff and start talking like you're the director. If you're the, pro- if you're right, not even like a producer, even right. the producers, when they like win the awards, they, right. I mean, the producers who get the awards who really did something That's funny. In, in that sense of being a producer, right? Yeah. They still don't, you know, you don't go to Comic-Con because I want to see a big line of producers. Right. You, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're the kind of producer that is Steven Spielberg 
like right, right. Abrams or Joss Whedon. If you are one of these guys and you're producing something, okay, you're actually supposed to be there speaking, but not if right. you're, if you're somebody. Right, but they also, yeah. if they're producing a movie, they're, right. that means something. Right, right. And the fact that you also get producer credit on a yeah. movie, but you didn't do anything except, like I said, you know, coordinate the money and get right. other people to invest or whatever he may have done who yeah. knows but uh, on yeah. any given film i don't know what he did but right but it's but now this film is like lost right and because it's just this guy sitting can't there. shut up right yeah because yeah. somebody else said you know what <laughs> i think not so much for another one i don't want to sit through that again and right. right i don't know it's weird but um it's also weird because there's so much going on actually at legendary and back and forth with Warner Brothers. Apparently, people at Warner Brothers are people who are the most pissed at him. Huh. Even though this whole deal went through to move King Kong, right. they're already Over. not happy because he's going to be involved in King Kong still because, you know, whatever. I mean, it's like a... He's going to be imagine the, some... Uh... Imagine the weird nightmare of people who make hundreds of millions of dollars of movies. Right. And, you know, what are you going to do? Right. Not not be involved with I don't sure. know. It's bonkers. Anyway, um other interesting news to me because, right. <laughs> because that's interesting the, to me. That's the that subject section. here. Um the Gambit movie again in like production trouble yeah, sort I'm, of. I'm okay with um, that. I know you really so like Gambit. Funny. But I, I like I do like gonna do it right. I do like Gambit. I want a good movie and then it was you know Channing Tatum's in uh-huh. some people didn't want him in then all of a sudden we had the scare of he might not be in right the movie was in like production hell before that before we even yeah. knew who was involved anyway right. so now we've got uh Rupert Wyatt was going to direct we only knew he was going to direct for like a couple of weeks and then all of a sudden now he's out because they had to move production and yeah when now now, now he can't do it and he's involved in, and in something else that's bad I mean, it's just, it, I wonder what they had to do with Channing Tatum to yeah. make sure he was locked he into it. it yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know. But it's it's funny, too, because at this point, now Gambit is in such weird trouble in, in a bigger way because it keeps getting pushed back. It mm-hmm. keeps getting moved around. People are saying, you know, negative things about it in a way even if they don't end up being negative i mean maybe they'll get a way better director who knows but still it just makes it such a weird thing and in the middle of all the superhero movies that we're gonna get over the next few years right it's like this could be like straight to video or something i'd love to see them go a different route with a gambit story instead of making it like you know, the worst it could be is like a Green Lantern, just like all special effects and no substance. Make it a real heist film because he's, he's a great thief. There's a right. huge story down in, you know, his his background of the body. Like, make it just a heist film. I, I think I think and it would, would be, be cool. Awesome. I think it would be cool if they had, especially because the X-Men movies in general have pretty much not paid attention to Gambit anyway. Right, right. For the most part, yeah. And who knows what more and more X-Men things are going to happen or aren't right. going to happen or right. or where that's going to land. But I think it would be cool if it was had nothing to do with the X-Men at all. It was like long before he ever had anything to do with the X-Men. It was just right. him. Just him and him. Yeah. And maybe at the end, like, you know, gets a card from Professor yeah, X or, you right. know, whatever. I mean, he's got to tie in at some point, but, yeah. but if up until then it was just all on his own. 
Right. Anyway, I don't know. Problems for that movie going on. Uh, Emily Blunt is apparently, at this point, the front runner to Mary Poppins in Mary Poppins 2, which oh, Disney is making. Anne, I thought Anne Hathaway had that. No. Well... Weird. That just shifted. Uh, apparently, it's uh, apparently it's actually nobody. It's all just <laughs> it's all just right. completely baseless rumors. Right. No, that that would be who okay. who Disney right. And as far as I know, um, in the rumor circulation of things going on, Disney has not actually talked to anybody about anything. So right, they're just it doesn't fly. It doesn't mean right. that Emily Blunt even knew right. until she read it online, right. <laughs> or whatever. That it happens just, too. It so. just means that, uh, according to sources, right. right, Disney wants her, and right. I could kind of see her too. It's, it's I can too. Actually. It's weird though. Like I can, if you think about Into the Woods, it's actually one of the reasons that I really like Emily Blunt mm-hmm. is because uh, I liked her in Into the Woods. She's really good. But you know, now she's also in uh, the Sicario that's just coming up, yeah. where she, and supposedly she's really awesome in that. Yeah. And uh, and what was the other the Tom Cruise, uh, The Edge of Tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. She, she's she was in, great. She's that. in the hat. She's you like know. all crazy hard right. ass person, and, and yep. You know, don't necessarily go from uh, like seeing her in these weird action things and go, well, that's Mary Poppins. Right. Of course. On the other hand, Anne Hathaway, a little bit more you do. Like she seems, she seems a little, she mostly plays things where it's not too hard to, right. To figure that she, she could be, you know, she, she's not in a lot of movies like, you know, sticking an ice pick in anyone or <laughs> right. whatever. Yeah, right? right. I mean, she's, it's much easier to imagine her flying in on an umbrella. Right. You know, uh, but just the fact that, uh, just the fact that they're making it really. Yeah. I mean, is, is nothing sacred. They don't I mean, have we, to we're, that. we're really, I'm telling you, we should have longs about when Casablanca gets remade. They, they're not remaking when... it though. It's uh, Mary Poppins too. No, but that's... the thing that I think is hilarious about it is that they go to all the trouble, right. To yeah. uh, release saving Mr. Banks. Right. So that Disney itself can show us, look, she want nothing. Right. Disney had to like it was like pulling teeth to her to, to do it. Then when she saw it, she didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> she never did like the right. final product. Right. And uh and then come out like a year later and go, and and yet <laughs> here we go. And yet we don't care because I mean it's yeah. just goofy like seriously, there are some movies, you know, like you said, everything gets remade. There are some movies where it's like can't can we just watch re-release the old yeah. one in theaters for like a few uh-huh. days or something? Yeah. Save like a jillion dollars. You know, that actually leads to another one, which is uh 20,000 under the sea. Yeah. Is, that's only a matter of time. That's uh Brian Singer yeah. is going to be directing and uh he Instagrammed the picture of the script, which uh he has I thought was funny cuz he's credited in the story but not in the screenplay and it says like huh. it says you know story by Right. And then it's him and two people, two writers that he's worked with before, actually. But then you get screenplay and it's just them. Right. So what does that mean? Like, I had the idea that we would do this and now it's story by me. I don't, you know, I don't know what that means. But that's another one where, you know, few movies have been made more than 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea in the history of cinema. And do we really need it again? 
is anyone really scared of that anymore? Is that like a thing? I mean, it's a great yeah. book. Obviously, yeah. it's a right. classic, awesome book. And, but and FX, you know, have gotten to the point where they feel like they can make something. They yeah, they they can do something it. under the. Nobody's been better, you know, but, to portray the character. But, ser- the but seriously, at this point, yeah. it's like I want like a twist. You know, I want right. it to be like on an alien really world or yeah, right. you know. Something goofy's got to happen because right. not only has you know, like you said, Casablanca or like Was you know, we're going to win or something. I mean, it's, you know, some some stories have been told over and over and over enough. Yeah, but some of them also have been done. You know, really as good as they're going to be done. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, it's right. It's like and Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. You know, arguably at least. Yeah. was made into really awesome excellent, movies yeah, excellent stuff. with lots of decades in between right. and you know whatever and not only that but it's it, it's ultimately one of the first movies there ever was was yeah. a, a few minute version of right. 20,000 leagues yeah but i mean wh- where does it end why needs to, who, who needs know. to see that again unless they're like i said if if he has an idea where he's going to do something really weird or you know, then run with it. Sure. In in this day and age, being twenty thousand leagues under the sea right. and having a problem means something different. That that's like the six million dollar band. That, that could like, be a thing. Six million. Well, building up six. That's million. nothing. Yeah, I know. Six, Back in the day, the, six, the six million. The six, six million meant something. The six million dollar man now is like he has one hand replaced. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like that doesn't get you right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, God, you know, when that show came out, you'd have to be like the trillion dollar man or something. Well, I remember, I remember like the money just in the credits, the money's just rolling and you're like, oh my God, they built his arm, his leg, he's got bionics. You're like, yeah, all right. Today, you know, <laughs> he'd shop at Hot Topic and have half that. Right. Uh, okay. The only other news was uh, London Fields uh, was <laughs> bought, but then also pulled from Toronto. And it's just kind of an interesting. Uh, it's based on a novel from 1989, really, really famous novel, and has a lot of good people in it and everything. And uh, now there's like lawsuits going all over. Uh, the director, I think, is suing uh, the production company That's always fun. for having changed it oh. in a lot of ways and yeah. added a lot of things that are. I don't even remember suing to get exactly. his name off or suing to get it put back the way uh, it was. You know, I'm not actually sure. Different... I think he's suing to get his name off. Yeah. Because right. because um there apparently in the final cut that he had nothing to do with, there was a whole bunch of stuff that makes it like, you know, very anti Islamic people and right. things. And then there's you know, there's I, I don't even know all the extent of it, but there's apparently all these offensive things in it now. And he goes, well, uh that's I don't not, want my name on that. That's not right. what I was making. I was supposed to do Pacific Rim too. <laughs> you know, how am I gonna do that now? Well that would be it's, cool. It's, yeah, I'm it, not gonna be able to get that. That job stuff now. that sh- that should be a lot easier. You know, it's never fun to have somebody sue your studio when you just paid them to do a movie. Right. But it's probably a lot easier to get your name off it than it is to get control back. But, you know, you know the thing that the thing that I, I find kind of horrible about it, I mean, you know, business is business and everybody has to do whatever they have to do or whatever. But the response, mm-hmm. which I thought was very crazy from uh, the production company, was, you know, the Guild has rules about what you have to do to get your name off the movie right. and you met the deadline. Right. And I'm like, 
that's, that's not going to go well. <laughs> that's like a sad answer. Yeah. So I know you hate the movie. Yeah. And you're going to be, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, why would you want the guy's name on it if that's what you're going right. to do? First of all, Steven Spielberg <laughs> didn't direct one. it anyway, right? right? <laughs> but, but yeah, why why is this something you'd find? So for the rest of the movie's time on Earth, this right. guy can talk all about how he hates it. And yep. you wouldn't take, I Always mean, bad mouth your protect. Yeah, they just need know. to learn that that's happened before and it's never paid out. Uh, well. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, but like I said, it's not like they get tons out of it. I mean, right. it, it, he's... In the you end. know, no offense to the director, but he's not a guy where now yeah. everyone has to go see the movie now because right. he directed it and we're going to love it or something. Right. So I don't, you know, I don't know what the, what the deal is. Anyway, um, Scorch Trials. So now yeah. we just have to, uh, with our ratings, and I almost want to make you go first, but. I'm really in a weird place with rating this movie. And especially because I was really digging the first part of it. Yeah. I really was. And I was kind of surprised because I didn't love the first movie. Right. And I saw that last. It was weird. It's last year. It right. It was really a year ago. And, you know, the last movie was. I almost feel like I had kind of the same reaction in a way. Mm-hmm. But um, because I. I liked the opening parts yeah. of the first movie and it was yeah. very weird and you didn't know what was going on. And, yeah. and, uh, and it kind of, it kind of stuck with things like, you know, nothing made sense, but it was okay because it was just playing in its own little world. It's of, a little sandbox, it, it's right. a, yeah. And it was okay if it didn't make sense because right. that was the thing was trying to figure out what did and what, what was going on. And when you were, when you were in the glade, yep. And you were surrounded by the maze, and then there were these, you know, crazy creatures. You didn't, you didn't need to know who put the crazy creatures there and why. Right. It, you just ran with the situation. You you were watching the movie like one of the people going Living up the ramp the and with, yeah, opening up, right. and it's like this is just what it this is. This is your experience. We, we don't right. know nothing. Right. And it was pretty cool. And then it got to the end, and then it kind of went you know, goofy. Right. Right. And, and this one, it's almost, it's kind of the same thing, except that the very beginning, I didn't like either because because the very beginning really wanted me to be a super fan of the first movie. Right. And I wasn't. Right. But then, you know, the more it went on at the beginning, the more I kind of was going, wait, what's going on here? Because this is cool. It's, you know, it's goofy and it's running and it's teams uh, and everything. But I was like, I don't know what's wrong did you, with this. Did you wind up disliking it the same amount that you wound up liking? You know what I mean? Like, because, you know, 40 minutes in and I'm like, all right, you know, 30 minutes in, I'm like, okay, this is yeah. actually doing really well. And then later when it falls, yeah, did you dislike it as much as you liked it? Yeah, so I think basically um, I end up giving this one a four and a half. Yeah, because did like so much of it, but if this would have went on, you know, it, I I was getting ready to this really high and figure out how to do that. Yeah, with like a straight face, you right. know. Right. But uh, you know, I could almost go four even, except that. You know, I don't know, four and a, four, four and a half, something like that. But the the problem with the movie is that the more it slows down at the end, 
the more it's doing something where I have to actually have explanations and stuff has to actually make sense and very little of it does. Right. And so then what do I do with that? And, and I don't get anything out of it leading up to the end, except, Hey, next movie's coming. Right. I mean, there's no, there's, it's a very weird kind of, and you know, we were talking about the hunger games mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't really feel like that. The only time I felt like that was the very end of the last movie in the hunger games. So if they would have yeah. just had a different five minutes at the end, I would have liked that movie even better, even right. though I liked it. Right. But the last five minutes of that movie are just going, there's another movie coming. Right. And yeah. and that, and that's it. it. It might as well have been like a post credit thing yeah. because it was, it was so off from right. the rest of it. This one, it's like the whole last forty-five minutes is like that practically. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty easily at, and by average, you know, if you're if you're a fan of films these days, you certainly get a wide variety. It would it seems like at times of the teenage dystopian, you know, apocalyptic kind of thing that's going on, and whether they take off and they succeed like other games or they don't. Um, films that we've seen they they really try to they really want to try to grab that market um you know you you see some overlap of ideas but this one and not just because you know i like the hunger games and, and i like the i like the books enough but i like the the movie even more performances are all yeah really i done. i really and i really lo- i think the movies are actually they're a step up way better than yeah. the books um and they tell the same story very differently, which is like, I mean, this is an easy, stupid digression. But I remember when we were constantly wondering how they're going to do, you know, basically Katniss's monologue, internal monologue. Right. You know, and I, and that, that's a challenge and that they handled it the way they did and they pulled it off the way they did. That, that's even better. Like that I, I was I was I was it. really surprised. And, you know, where I think the movies where Hunger Games is way better than these. Yeah. Right. We were talking about. Even after the the first movie ended, we were like, oh, we really like that, right? Yeah. I mean, we liked that movie. And then we both kind of were going, I don't know how you're going to make the second book in right. a movie because right. it's got this built-in problem. Because it's got all of this stuff that's just happening in her head. Yeah. And I think that is a good example of how, how these are different because you got Francis Lawrence and the screenwriters working to make a screenplay and a movie that works as a movie and not right. just filming exactly what happens right. in the book. These movies, there were so many times in this movie. I don't know that I noticed this as much in the first one. Yeah. Because uh, I don't remember if it stood out uh, a lot. But in this one, there's so many times in this movie, and it's too long. So you get... <laughs> Shocker. So you we get so many. Yeah. This is two hours and 11 minutes, and that's easily 35 minutes too long. At, at for least. this film, not for our taste, right. but just film there were so many things that happened in this that you watch it and after it's just here because it's in the book right and and it's not even something that actually serves a great purpose yeah. to anything it's just something that happened in in the book so we have to have it in here you know as much as fans want that yeah. that's just not a thing it's really weird <laughs> I, and in this not I never read these books. I know you said yeah. you, you started one. Uh, no. You finished the first one. I think I made it about halfway through the, through first, the first one. You know what's really funny? I'm hearing 
uh, from a couple of people that I know are going to see this today that something about it's not much like the book at all, which boggles my well, mind. Well, that's insane. Now that. what we no, I know. I, that's, I don't, I, now I might I'm have to take a star out. away. Well, I'm throwing my. I don't know what the source material is. I know people do like books, but if now it's not told to stuff that's in the book, then this is just bad storytelling. Then it's even like, worse. Then, then yeah. there's no excuse. Because like you said, if you're going to include stuff in the book, assuming it's in the book, to the point of just fan service, like everybody wants to see this scene, even though we can't really do it the right way, we're going to put it in to appease people. I get it. Or, I don't or, like it, but I get it. But yeah. But if that isn't even the case and you're like, you know, it'd be really great. Let's have them go here. Then that doesn't make any sense. No, and see that you know that's even worse. So that's for a me. weird critique because I don't know what I'm in a, the book. I might have to read it now just so. to see because <laughs> yeah. there there's one scene in the movie that I think is a perfect example of this. I know what one you're gonna... the perfect example of doing this. And then what if you find out that's not even in the book? I know Maybe because I said, that doesn't doing? because now it's crazy. But there's one scene where all of a sudden they're walking through some dark tunnels. Yeah, and then they go down to this place where. So you don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but it turns out that the whole theory of this movie is that people turn into zombies and there's a virus. Right. That, that's the whole background. I think that's a spoiler, but I don't know. I haven't read the book. I mean, it kind of happens pretty early, though. I think though, you but... see it in the trailers, too, so I'm, I don't know. But so anyway, people, the, the whole problem, it turns out. And apparently, you, as far as I know, you have no way to know anything like this. I yeah. So it turns out that people turn into zombies and there's this weird virus and it's basically kind of a straight up zombie-ish right. thing, right? But so they're going through these and the whole point of doing it is so that they can eventually run into these in the really long time yeah. so that we can find out that it basically turns out that you, if you leave them alone long enough, they turn into some weird hive yeah. tree thing right and it's there's like branches growing all and they kind of bust loose eventually and start kind of chasing them and everything right. that whole scene is awful right and it doesn't do anything really to help the movie along it yeah. doesn't it doesn't them anything they don't get like knowledge from that that they no. use later in up, some way action scenes of the film, which is weird, predicated on the fact that this is basically like a hurry up, run, go there, fight, hurry up, run, go there, fight kind of film. Right. That guy, they, they, they run, actually really fun. They run, they get trapped, and yeah. then have to climb. I like that, but you're right. Yeah, but but you're right. That's so bad. Right, but I mean, we stu- that's where that tunnel leads anyway. Right. I mean, I know. Just somebody just there. could have chased them yeah. or they followed the tunnel or whatever. But that was like, you're watching it going, oh, that's a book. So right. it's really, really creepy yeah. and there's, you know, whatever. I don't right. know. Who knows? But what if that's not even in the book? Right. And they just, we mean, we want to do this. Came up with that out of, well, I feel like a book. Where, would you, so. where would you just come up with this whole weird well, that whole you know, at some point in the film, with the film, and there are things that don't. I don't necessarily think I have a big problem with the pacing of the film, but I think what the film paces you towards is is kind of 
overly repetitive. And then I got bored. Right. You know, not since a film, you know, when we saw The Hobbit, uh, you know, when it basically seemed like they were just like, hurry up and fight, run over there. Let's hurry up and fight there. Run over there. Let's hurry. Like it was just this repetitive cycle of well, they've, run, and they've run, fight. And then it's just too. these grandiose panning scenes. This, this is a little bit of a different formula. It's walk into a room, meet some new characters. Nobody knows any answers. Then there's an adult. Then a zombie shows up. And then the adult, the adult seems to know your name, but you don't know who they are. And then you find, you get a shot, you do everything, and you run from that adult. And you meet more adults, and they know one of your names, or maybe your parents. And and this keeps happening over and over again. Or in some other way, they kind of, uh, you know, wrestle your own control away from you. Right. And, and, and for me, all this does, this film, I don't know, let's run. Right. You know, and then you, you encounter somebody else. And I got bored. Because, and, because and eventually, just, eventually it goes along too where uh, you, you almost get into this like, house, you know, yeah, the longer, exactly. the longer house goes on, the more everyone else in the show is really irritating because they keep doubting. It. Right. And at some point, like, like you said, you're like, look, can you remember any time in the last five years? I've been wrong about anything? Right. No. Right. Every time house right. says, I think it's this, everyone goes, are you stupid right. or what? How could it possibly be that? And then right. we go to next week, right. and they do the same thing. It, it, they have weekly and, amnesia, and this so. one is uh, this one's like you know something goes wrong, right? But then there's that one there's that one other kid, and I can't. But there's right. there's the one other kid in the group. Why would we do that? I'm not going to do that. I yeah, think right. we should just trust them, or you yeah, know, what, right, right. And you're like, what? Well, this is a, this is another. I have a bunch of little tiny problems, but you put them in a bag, and that bag has a lot of weight. Like I, I don't think the movie is abhorrent, but I only remember a couple. You know, there's there's some okay performances. I thought the lead guy, whose whose name I only you know, uh, Dylan O'Brien. I, I I know his name because they say Thomas a bunch, right. and I know the other guy's name. I think it's Milo. Yeah, because say Milo's name of anybody else. Right in the whole film, and and as okay, you just don't have time. So one of the things I thought that was really and, interesting, and actually was, they want you to know from the first movie, they do. There's a lot of this movie when we, and, and there's nothing wrong with a certain no. extent, but this movie where not only do they want you to be a really big fan of the first movie, yeah. but they want you to have just seen. When it. we walked out, <laughs> you said that I was close to saying it. I I often will if we see a sequel. If I don't really remember the the prequel, I'll watch it. Right. Even if it's not that great, let's sit through most of it just to get the familiarity of what's about to happen. And this is one I did when we watched that. I feel like I kind of got dropped into a season finale of something I haven't really been seeing. I've just right. heard at the water cooler. But one thing, you know, those scenes that you're talking about, I, I still I still stand by like 30 maybe 45 minutes yeah very surprising enough like i was more than i thought but then i started seeing all this repetition of things and how it kind of just was almost like a junior version like a junior varsity version of like alien and right. all these other tropes that you see in these films 
And when, when the creatures are in the wall and they're coming out, I mean, that, and they're walking through the, the tiny ducks, like all ice is alien. Right, like that's right. just way too scary for kids. And these kids today probably haven't seen a film that's 35 years old. Anyway, we'll just, we'll do this scene. Right. That aside, you know, weird kind of compliment. I felt like this film, and this is mostly positive, even though I didn't feel it ran strength. This is maybe the most, I don't know, dedicated adaptation to a book. This um, this was my recent reaction. You know, review, you know, when we're watching the film and it gets to the scene and then they meet someone or it cuts, I'm like, that's the end of the chapter. Right. And it never stood out so brightly to me in in any other film that I've seen in recent memory than this one. And I'm like, that's the end of that chapter. I bet that's great. And I started getting with anything they felt they had with a book. Because again, we were just assuming that this was all in the book and they couldn't redline, you know, they couldn't edit anything out. I thought, this is a really fun this series, the young adult and the teen dystopian stuff. Turning these pages, that scene, though it did work well for me on film, I bet that worked really great as yeah. you're turning the page. I, yeah, I, and, I, and, bet these, and in I bet these books way, are not too bad. I think yeah. this, you know, and again, now I'm kind of curious about this book. Right. But in a weird way, if the book that I watched getting adapted existed, this is a great adaptation of it, even though it's not that great of a movie. Like, that's the weird compliment that I right. have for. I think there's any way of looking at that film and not seeing, like, that's the end of a chapter. This is where this character does these things. It it just didn't get pulled yeah, very well. And you know, so you, you, I I felt like the movie. Well, see, you're throwing me up now. Is it, well, I know because we if, don't even know what's in. If we you know, hear we that it's sure. not like the book, I want to know what actually. happened. What happened to me is I started getting uh, more and more pulled out of the movie. Yeah, because it seemed like it was the. Screenplay adaptation was just I don't know it's in the book so throw it in let's do it right and, and then yeah. and then you've got the director going I don't know he says it's in the book so film right. it like that and right. it's and it's not anything like you know the Hunger Games which is right yeah that's great that's how do I make a movie right and right. I have to do to make it into a good movie and you know in the book it describes this as looking like this that's going to be stupid in the movie. Right. So I have to make it look like this, or right. I have to have it happen this way or, right. you know, stuff like that. And this movie, as time went on, I just felt like it's just not doing uh-huh. it. It's, it's just filming it like word for word, practically. Right. right. And that goes wrong for me in a lot of ways because it doesn't turn into something that's a good movie i think this could have been a way better movie i do too in a lot in different hands if you change things up made it work and then what happens is you know we've we've said this a lot but the more you take me out of the movie then the more everything you do seems stupid you know yeah by the time you get to the end of the uh, the end of the movie we have you know so this big battle happens and basically what happens is uh, you got like a couple of helicopters yeah. and people go down. Right. And then we're, aha, uh-huh, you know, Darth Vader walks down right. the ramp or whatever. Right. And, yeah. and then by where they're there though, I'm so far out of the movie 
because of all the things that it does. You know, there's this tree thing. There's right. that whole part with Alan Tudyk and the party. Oh, man. That was a complete waste of time as far as making a movie. It, it served no purpose whatsoever yeah. movie-wise. And if you just skipped past it to beating him up in the chair, it's the exact same thing right. and really works a lot better and doesn't yeah. waste our time. There's all this stuff that it seemed like, you know, I don't know, this, this crazy crap happens in the book. So I have yeah. to do this. And it just doesn't, in that it, moment, it doesn't work, right? I, I specifically thought of the Percy Jackson scene, which I, I, I'm quite positive is in that book. I think Rick Arordian has it in the book where they go into the, the casino and it's like this trippy thing. And I'm like, they're ripping off Percy Jackson now, but they just ripped off right. aliens. And all these, like right. I had same feeling. I'm like, why? Right. I, I like seeing Alan it's Tudyk, just, it, but it, not like this. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. And you know, if you have a, a book where they go in this place and there's a tree and it's going to be scary for a while or something, and right. that serves some purpose in its own right. movie, you just yeah. have it there. So anyway, you get, at, you know, thing after thing after yeah. thing happens that just really doesn't kind of flow and doesn't make things make sense. Then by the time we get to that battle at the end, it's like they start filming battle right. for word how things happened in the book. Yeah. And it all kind of looks goofy. Yeah. And then you know that certain people have to get away, right? So that there's another right. so that there's third, a, there's another movie. Yeah. Except that by the way that it happens in the in the filming of it, that seems just all goofy too. Because right. you know the guy's got a giant machine gun, right? You know, and people have bombs everywhere, and they all have rifles, and they're kind of captured and everything. But then yeah. they uncapture themselves, and there's more fighting. You know, all they have to do to make that helicopter not able to take back off again, yep. and like all bets are off. Right. The whole Everything the whole thing is, is over. Yep. And you know, not that I'm like a military expert or anything, but uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that if you have a bunch of bombs and right. guns and everything, making a helicopter that's not even trying to take off yet, right? Not able to take off again right. is probably not that difficult. Shoot the big bird, right? When he loads that 50 caliber gun up and he just starts laying waste, a big thing. Right. It is going to go away if, now. If you just right. make that not able to take off and they can't actually well, go even, anywhere. Even that, like, okay, so there's, there's a... But, but I shouldn't be thinking about that at all. Right. right. Because and I should be see, way more out, into right. the movie. I'm taken out of the film well before that, even when, uh, when that guy, uh, God, Winston... When he gets bitten, and and they leave him in the desert. Oh yeah. Oh, when, well, sorry guys, but when he gets bitten, they give him the only gun they've got. Right. To shoot maybe one of I don't know how many bullets left they have. Right. And and they back on where they don't do it for him because I'm thinking, hey, that's my gun. That's like like I need that gun because we're out in the scorch. That's that's like very you know, that part for me too was. You know, I'm too old for that. Part. Right. That part of the book right. is very young adult fiction and obviously exactly how it happened in the in the book. But, you know, like you said, we're out in the scorch. Right. We may not survive. Right. I don't even have that bullet to spare. Right. I, like I have a knife. Right. So <laughs> I can help you a little. Right. And, and so when in, in that regard, I'm like, OK, kids, you, you're pretty smart. You're, you're still kids. So maybe you get a pass on this. But then later when you see an adult who's 
supposed to be smarter and knows what the score is like, and you're not shooting it where you need to be shooting. Now I just know you want right. a third film, right? Exactly. Like, because you just don't, don't shoot over there because and, that's and that's see the the, the amazingly annoying thing about it and there's a bunch is of that, like that it could so. all work in yeah. the, in the book. Maybe the that exact scene works just fine in the book. Yeah. It easily could. Maybe. But it doesn't work in the movie, and right. you could fix it really yeah. easily. You they know, just have to be in places. The helicopter needs to be not such a right. target right there. We need to not be blowing other things up when we right. could be blowing. You know, but, but, but it, the movie's getting made going, this is what this is right. what's the book. Film it. Not... Does does this work and right. make, make sense? sense? Is it in the movie story right, right. now? Well, they're they're cribbing off, you know, aliens, as I've said, and Percy Jackson stuff, seemingly as much stuff because you got all these kids who are survivors and they're immune and they're hooked up because now they're like just drained of their stuff, of their magic, of their magic, you know, of their incurability. You know, you've got all these things, and I just I'm I'm thinking to what I remember of the first film. And I thought it was okay, you know, but what I liked most about it was, sure, there's the the archetype of the maze and what that represents in the labyrinth, but it's basically one of the flies again. You know, you've got a social story here about these about these people, these young people and and not necessarily with any, you know, not that it has to be included, but, you know, there's all these guys in the first moment first movie and one girl. So there's some there should be some sexual tension there, some societal tension there funny bit when they get, you know, when the film first starts and they're pointing off to the weird kid who's off on his own, not eating or talking right. to anyone, and they say, well, he was in a maze with all girls, you know, and that's kind of funny because the guy's like, man, some guys get all the luck. Right. But that would have been a fun story to explore more. They have all these options, and instead of running with something thematic or metaphoric, you know, or even just touching back on things like Lord of the Flies, again, putting all these kids with no adults around, they just go to this, like, run over there blow right. something up, run over there, run from that thing. And while it seems to feel like it's cribbing from all these other stories, oh yeah, of course we drop zombies in because zombies is a thing of the decade. Right. So there's got to be something in the image. And it felt like too much and yet, you know, in all the wrong way. It seems like it could work in, and it, a, in and a book. That's the funny right? thing. The book could... it, there is a cohesion there that feels like if you just, if you're playing Cat's Cradle and you just put the threads in the right way, you Got it. Right. Just as it and go. as book, you know, especially like in the first book, you know, there's a lot of this stuff that does not seem like it goes anywhere that, you know, is probably in the book. Right. right? That they have this stuff. But then yeah. then this becomes like an adaptation where, you know, they demand that you bring most of it with you to the right. movie because you read the book already. Even like in the in the end, you know, I don't know kind of spoilery or whatever. I don't know that it matters because you already read the book before you see right. the movie anyway. But um, the girl in the second movie, yep. basically where we get in the end with her, yeah. I t- totally didn't I didn't buy any of that. Yeah. that at all because we haven't seen enough of her in this movie. Right. We haven't talked to her enough in this movie. All we get is, you know, she tells you a story for 30 seconds right. and then all of a sudden we're supposed to buy that she did that or right. you know whatever uh, you know something bigger had to happen right in the whole exchange there had to be like a bigger a bigger arc to that whole part i that, agree that goes from the first one yep. where you know somehow 
who she is in the first one and we get lots of stuff about yeah. who she is in the first one would make that make more sense or something. Well, I'm you, I, I'm too old for that scene to work the way it is anymore. Right. Or, or I've seen too many movies. Right. You know, and again, you know, I can review this all by itself because this is the only film we did this week. But also, like, I, I've seen a lot of movies. Like, you got to be better than the films I've seen or you get held accountable for the ones that are worse. Right. Or, you know, you, and that just doesn't, you have, right. it doesn't you have to just at least make that make, you, you have to, if you want to really sell that, you have to have yeah. a lot of buildup right. to it or, right. or it just seems like you didn't know how else to get right. the bad guys. But I there. bet that, you know what I mean? 12 year old. I mean, no, yeah, it, it, it could work. Either, it could work just, in the book and it could work as a young adult book, whatever. Right. But, it just yeah. feels like the way that it comes out in the movie, it's almost kind of, it's like reverse deus ex machina. You right. know, it's like, it's right. like not, we couldn't figure out how to stay. It's like, we couldn't figure out how to screw you over. Right. Uh, so right. all of a sudden we so just, just went, um, this will do it. And it almost felt like it was, you know, it, it, in a weird way, this may be my bias. It felt like, cause like you said, there's no hint about this previously. No. You know, it felt like if you were, playing like a role-playing game i mean the she, gm just rolled the dice and was like oh it's you right you're the one that, you're the one during this movie as she's talking you know she still doesn't do anything except kind of give thomas a dirty look anything. once in a while right, right? I like mean, she kind of gives yeah. him like a glare once in a while but then you know the weird thing too about this game wants you to really be familiar with the first one yeah but the more we got all this information in this movie about what's really going on in the world, which was the whole thing in the first book was we didn't want any information about anything that was going on. In the world. Getting really fixated on not understanding why we needed the first movie. Right. Right. I mean, we now we take so much discipline now, to get away from that. And now then, we've got all this and why were we letting tons of them die right when we don't want them to die right and they're gonna and they're amazed but we really have no control over what happens to them and then we'll get some out later but what actually is the point of the maze this is is the perfect feeling about having watched that second film which is also again and and it's probably not totally fair to do it but i'm going to say it like with the book, if the book is good enough, just fast enough. And, and in that regard, I'm using that as like when the movie is just like, run. Right. Don't think, just run, because that's what you're supposed to do. If you think too hard and you slow down, you start getting all these questions that just don't add up. And you're right. like, why am I doing this? Why am like, I can't, this? Like, can I go back and watch the first one now? Is it like, I don't know. Like lost, you know the trick, if I start you over, back, right, it doesn't start, make any sense. But over. that's exactly how I, I was like, why? If I start asking these questions, then you're not giving me enough information or you're not running fast enough. Right. And and what they do is they run. And, and, they and, just and then they just drop questions everywhere. And then it's also, you know, like I said, maybe some of this makes sense. But again, maybe none of it's in the book. I, I don't mean, know. Ma- maybe it makes sense in the book. But then also you've got like this splinter group, these uh, rebels in the mountains, and you've got right. these uh, these people who are not the rebels in the mountains. The resistance. And... The, these people who are not the resistance, but right. they're just these people right. holed up in a big abandoned building yeah. that are all there. And they have like some guns. Right. 
and and the bad guys uh, are like living in the future with right. a giant helicopter that you could take right. over the world. How have they not found these resistance right. people? I mean, all they are is like sitting out there in tents in the yeah. desert. It doesn't like they turn the lights off at night. Yeah, like, you've just, like they, they have a big they party. Fly over once and right. they found them. There's nowhere yeah. to hide. And right. they're, no, right? They're, they're not. Like, they're not in the woods. Right. They're no, not they're right there. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, right. it doesn't make sense. There's people there. It doesn't make sense that the resistance no, works. This doesn't give anything away because if you go see the film, you know in the first 20 seconds what I'm about to say. Uh, and as a quick side note, I actually did kind of feel like we got the film that the trailer gave us. I, I don't feel duped in any way. I just feel like they, like, yeah, yeah, I, think over so, yeah. I think it's an honest representation. Like you see Thomas kind of wake up into a dream from a dream, right. you know, and I'm like, don't go that route. Right. Don't pull him out of a dream later in the film and be like, okay, that whole film was just a dream. Cause if I start the third film with and this the, film the whole being first a dream, two films I'm out. were a dream. I'll review, I'll review that. I'll review the lobby. Like, it's just not going to be okay. But I was like, that's a really weird way to start it. Because even looking forward, when I was watching the film, and now looking back, I don't even know why they did that. Right. And like, I, that's such I, a I don't, weird choice. I don't either. And, you know, the I don't know the doubly weird thing, I guess, you know, we liked the first part a lot. Yeah. And we are given this, like, four, four and a half. It's not like we're giving it, like, a one and a half, right? right? The parts that are fun, I I really thought were fun. I really thought were fun, but it does open rough, too. And at the very beginning, right? right? And only because, you know, maybe we're too old. Maybe if you're you're 16 16 and you watch this, it's not that big a deal. But basically, you have these people who got thrown into this glade in the maze obviously have plenty of reason to hate everyone right. outside the glade right. without trying to figure out what team they're on or anything like that and have lived this miserable, horrible life right. for a long time. And then they get rescued and taken into this place and they're living with people who go, you go do this and do this when we tell you. And, right. and the vast majority of them are going, yay, thank you for saving me. Right. And I'm like, and, and only Thomas is, right. is going, right. This, I, I'm not having fun. Are you like having fun? Right. Or, you yeah. know, and he's like the only one. Him and the him and the one kid. That other kid, yeah. But still, it's like, wouldn't wouldn't everybody be like a little suspicious right. of everything, yeah. like forever? Wouldn't that really be? Even if they went to paradise, wouldn't right. that be their problem for the rest of their life? Was never so. trusting anyone right. or anything? Yeah. I don't know. But you know, you give them a meal and a shower, and all of a sudden, it changes everything. Anyway, all right, that's uh, way plenty for the Scorch Trials. Uh, next week, probably Everest. I, I feel like it's probably got to be Everest. Yeah, there's uh, other I mean, things. Maybe the intern. Too. You know, there's there's a few things that. Are yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to see the intern for sure. Yeah. Uh, really quickly. Yeah. Um, because that just looks so crazy cool. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I've i read like the premise and I was like, yep, right. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> right. That, that just looks like a lot of fun. Anyway. Uh, we'll be back next week, probably Everest. And uh, thanks for tuning yeah. in. Please, please rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, share, subscribe, and uh, otherwise trick people into listening to us. Thanks. <laughs> Bye.
Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. 